Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Welcome back to Off the Shelf here on Breadbox Media. I'm your host, Pete Sox, a Catholic book blogger. And today we have with us Marcy Stockman, who is founder and president of Well-Read Mom, an international movement and book club. As a formal, former clinical nurse practitioner in mental health and longtime homeschooler, she writes and speaks to encourage women and share the power of reading. She and her husband, Peter, have seven children and 11 grandchildren. And today we'll be discussing her book, The Well-Read Mom, Read More, Read Well. Welcome to the show, Marcy. Thank you, Pete. It's great to be with you. So I I guess a good place for us to start would be to have you tell us a bit about the origins of Well-Read Mom. How this, how this book club got started. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it was a surprise to to myself and to my daughter, but it it happened because my daughter was a new mom and she called me one day. She lived in St. Paul, Minnesota, and I live in Northern Minnesota. She called me and I heard this cry in her voice, this cry of loneliness. And she said, Mom, I'm not going back to those uh, mother's groups anymore. I've been there three times and all they are talking about is their kids, you know, what kind of diaper to buy, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. She said, I've been there three times. I just, I'm not going back. Isn't there a place after college where women get together and talk about the real questions of life so I I heard this loneliness in her voice I heard this cry for friends and for meaningful connections and at that time in my own life in northern Minnesota I was giving a few talks to mothers of preschoolers just Mm -hmm. trying to educate women and I had been asked to speak on children's literature good books for children Mm -hmm. and then after that round of talks they said can you can you do another round on any topic you want and I thought well, let's just keep going with this theme of reading good books. Let's see what women are reading. So the, this name just came to me, Well Read Mom. And so I gave these talks encouraging reading for women. And each time I gave the talk, I would drive home, I'd be sad. And I thought, what's going on? Like, why am I sad? I've encouraged women to read, spoke about the benefits of reading. And I realized that 
Not one woman was reading quality literature for her own enjoyment. Uh, Mm. Most of the women said, I'm not reading anything at all. I just don't have time. Everyone knows reading is important. No one would raise their hand and say, I don't believe in reading. We all Mm -hmm. believe in it for our children. We want our children to be readers. But for ourselves, it's almost as if there's this mentality that secretly, and we don't even want anyone to know it, but we sort of think reading a novel is a waste of time. And with all the things we have to do, there, there's one thing that can sit on the shelf for a while. And maybe someday, way down in the future, I'll get back to it. But so I realized that I was struggling to read myself quality literature. And I realized that my daughter uh, was lonely as a new mom and wanted friendships. And so I said, Beth, we should we should read really good books together. You know, her desire for friendship, my desire to read more mm-hmm. uh, came together. And we said, let's I'll do I said, I'll do a, a five year list. I'll put a list together of books and. I'll do a little recording. I'll email it to you. And then you can read with your friends and I'll invite some women to my home. And and in the process, we'll we'll both read more and read well. And I can share some books that I think would be great for you to read as a young, young adult. Books that blessed me in the past and it'll help me read. And so that's how we started. It was super simple. So throughout this process, what were some challenges you ran into um, during the early formation years of Well-Read Mom, and how were you able to see fruit coming out of it? Well, some challenges, I guess, was was the, the surprise that other women wanted to do this with us. Like, we, we were really just going to do it as I, she had her group, I had my group. And someone heard about it from another town and said, could I do that? Could you send that? audio to me? Could I do what you're doing? I'd like to. I have a mother's group. We meet every week, but we could do this once a month for this mother's group that I'm in. And oh, sure, you can do it. So I sent her the the introduction and wrote up some questions and and emailed people the questions. And and then I asked a friend from the University of St. Thomas, Dr. Mary Reichart, if she would share with us on a book uh, that that we needed a little more help with. And she agreed to that. So we, we were able to get a room at, at St. Thomas, and she she came and gave a talk on it. And, and we invited people to come, and they came. And after that, 21 more women wanted to start groups. Hmm. So it was super organic and super beautiful, but also confusing, because I thought, what's going on here? Um, <laughs> people really wanted to do this. And, and so it, it, it was clear to me that our hearts are the same in the sense that we all are longing for more community, more real connection. Uh, so so it, 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 it was a surprise. I, I had to say something's going on here that's bigger than bigger than you know what we started. Mm-hmm. So why is there a need to skip the supermarket? bestseller rack and instead engross ourselves in the classics? Well, we we don't just read classics. We also read worthy books and um, spiritual read, a spiritual classic during Lent or Advent. We Mm -hmm. read wonderful short stories and some poetry. And then, you know, we'll have some contemporary books, but we really choose these books carefully. 
uh, books that are true to the human condition, you know, books that show sort of reality the way it is, you know, the, the consequences in life if you go a certain direction. And uh, books that tell the story, books that show us our need for a savior, mm-hmm. our need to, uh, we can't, our brokenness, our redemption, you know, the redemption, how that comes about. So these kind of, you read a book like Les Miserables by Victor Hugo, and you're walking with John Valjean with a very hardened heart when he's prisoner 24601. And then you see this encounter he has with this holy man of God, this bishop. And you understand uh, when the bishop says, I bought your soul for God, mm-hmm. you understand that he knows he's going to spend the rest of his life on a different journey. And it's this journey home. It's this journey. And when I read that book, which I would never would have read without being accompanied <laughs> by, by the women, I, it would have been too daunting. But when I really started reading it, I thought, this is, this is really, really good. And I would look forward to picking up my book at night. And, and when I read that book, um, I would have these ex- ex- little explosions in my heart of desire to, to, move toward, um, uh, to, to move toward loving God in, in my life with more and more, more and more, you know, mm-hmm. to, to not live a mediocre life. Like I want, it, it inspires or awakens us to greatness. That's what these great books do. So what kind of... Um... What resources are there for picking these books to read that, that, you know, obviously you have a litmus test somewhat of what you're going to read and and put through the group. So what are some sources that you can share, you know, if people are interested in reading some of these good books? Well, the the way we – selecting the books, for me, it was easy at first because I had so many to pick from, and I wanted to share with my daughter the books that I had loved um, when I – when I was in a cl- classics book club for 10 years. But, mm-hmm. but then as my life got busier and busier and I had more children and reading went by the wayside. I But anyway, I had initially it wasn't hard to put this five-year list together. But one of the resources that was helpful to me was, uh, it's called the Catholic Encyclopedia of Literature, edited by Dr. Mary Reichardt. So that was a starting point. I ordered those and I read through it and I was able to pick books. So we're looking for a particular, we're lo- we're not looking for just a um, bestseller, you know, we're looking mm-hmm. for something that is really going to awaken us to these questions. And also that's really pleasurable and a good read. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, um, there's nothing like a good story to uh, widen your perspective, help you grow in empathy, see how other people live, situations maybe you would never encounter in your own little sphere or your own town or parish. Mm-hmm. But you see a broader perspective, and it's it's really and truly a way to grow in empathy and to, um, I don't know, embrace people in a new way, I think. Mm-hmm. So if someone's listening and they're interested in starting their own uh, group. I mean, I th- I'm sure things have changed as Well Read Mom has grown, that you've come across some um, different methods of starting these groups. How would they go about starting their own in their area? Right. You just go to the website, wellreadmom.com. And actually, right now we have a special going um, where you can finish the year with us and receive our beautiful companion. We print a, about 150 to 180 page companion every year. 
that has that has uh, reflections on each of the books we're reading and questions and places in there to write out your favorite quotes and your questions. And the companion is such a beautiful tool. You bring it to your group. Um, so anyway, you go to the website and, and you, you just sign up to be a member and you get this year and next year's. We do a summer magazine and we just try and provide the resources, the audios for each book, some podcasts, special help podcasts with professors who can help us understand more Mm -hmm. but but we're not trying to be literary critics Mm -hmm. we're trying to read the story see what's going on even look at our own life and compare that what the character is going through with our own life so it's really a um it's you don't have to have been a good literature student in high school or college to, to to have success here you don't have to read every book. Some some women, or the only rule we have is if you don't get the book read, don't apologize because hmm. people have busy lives and sometimes you know you might have a sick child or be caring for an elderly parent or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it it it's what you need to do is attend to what you're asked to do in your vocation. Right. But for the most part, on the, having said that, we also need a little push to be intentional to to take time to do the things that that help us grow in our humanity. And and the way we read is changing. Uh, we've become a digital culture in the last even 10 years. It's really moved from print to digital. And in Warren Mom, we're, we're serious about maintaining and growing in our ability to read from print mm-hmm. because it accesses a different part of the brain. And we need to hang on to that and not lose the access code to that part of the brain. Mm-hmm. So. So you, you write in the book about, and you, you've kind of brushed upon it here in a couple of your answers, the many benefits of reading that reading can have. And one of them in particular that you talked about was um, gaining parenting wisdom. Uh, what have you discovered through some of the books you've read that have helped that? And what particular books did you find that that type of uh, information was in? Right. Oh, that's a good question. Now, I think it does help us in our parenting as in, in mothering or fathering. Mm-hmm. When we are immersed in these books, I, I had a woman from Indiana uh, come up to me after I spoke there and she said, you know, I've been in Well-Read Mom for one year now. And I said, well, what, what have you noticed? And she said, I noticed that she said, hmm, I guess I would have to say my relationship with my 14-year-old daughter has improved. And I, I said, great, you know, wh- which book helped you? And she thought for a moment, she said, I don't think I can name any any book in particular, but it's the experience of reading these kind of books mm. that has helped me widen my perspective, you know, help me see my daughters in a new light. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of have more space within yourself to handle the tensions of, you know, maybe the teenage years, just more space to welcome the other. So I think there's something about reading good literature, even if you just read a couple chapters of a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still, at least in my experience, it, I find it helps me. It helps me live better. Mm. So, so I guess it wouldn't be good parenting wisdom when you're reading and the kids are yelling. And you're like, "Quiet, kid!" <laughs> yeah, right. So, no, um, I had another. I had another mom who 
just last week told me, she said, this is my first year in Wellward Mom. She has three little ones, maybe uh-huh. five and under. And she said, I was really leery about this. I I didn't think I have time to read. I I felt intimidated by the book list. You know, here's one more thing I'm going to fail at, that kind of thing. Uh, but I think the rule, uh, if you don't get it read, don't apologize, helps us. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, the accountability of women staying together in their groups, uh, I'm I'm going to try and get the book read so for my friend's sake. You know, I, I don't want to let people down in my group. Mm-hmm. I want to come ready and prepared. So this accountability really helps. But anyway, this this woman, Dana, she said to me, I said, well, what have you found in your first year? And she said, I found that every night I was just in the habit of watching shows on Netflix, you know, and that was just my habit and it kind of my downtime. And she said, now I find myself reading a chapter or two from a book, our, our book. And what I'm surprised by is that I'm really having more peace. Hmm. I, she said, I didn't realize um, that I was, you know, that those, these shows were making me anxious, but she said, it, it's a more peaceful experience. And she said, my two-year-old now, knows that mommy's reading this book and she brings it to me in in bed in the morning she carries her the little girl carries the her mom the book and and she crawls up with her picture books and so i think um it's it's cultivating I, we were talking about cultivating an environment in the home that's that's not just screen based you know an environment mm-hmm. of relaxing together sharing time together and and that even the child senses, this is good for mom. You know, mom is relaxing, I'm relaxing. So it's it's bringing, it's an opportunity to bring leisure back into the home. Leisure in the mm-hmm. sense that help, that's a work that helps us to receive right. uh, beauty and truth and goodness. So you were, in the book you refer to deep reading. And um, what is that? And does the way we read have any pluses or minuses as to what we get out of the book? Yeah, that's a good question because I was talking about moving from a print-based culture to a digital culture. Yes. And the way we read on screens is different than the way we read from print. So we tend to, for the most part, scan and skim and we have so much coming at us online. I bet you do this, Pete. You you sort of want to hurry through your reading online. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking for what you need so you can go somewhere else on your computer. But when you have a book in print, you have to surrender to that text in a different kind of way. And we encourage women to slow down because it's harder to read books than it used to be. Uh, we've lost a focus, a discipline-focused attention. And that's partly from being online so much. So it, it, it's uh, the idea here is to be biliterate. Digital is here to stay, but we have to maintain our ability to read from print. And when you read from print and you get to this level of deep reading, certainly, you, you know, just to be fluent as a reader isn't enough. We have to get to the level where we are really looking at the text and sort of having an experience with it, losing ourselves in it. You know, we're imagining and we're looking at what the character is going through and thinking about it. And maybe some of our own memories come to mind. 
we're sort of having a conversation as we read. Uh, that's deep reading and getting into that zone where you sort of lose yourself and, and, and really experience the enjoyment of it. And I think deep reading is something that w- we can be intentional to grow in and, and that that will bless our culture mm-hmm. if we don't lose that ability. Right. So when it, when it comes to reading, do you find you're gravitating towards nonfiction, fiction, you mix it up and, and, and read both? What, what, what direction do you take and what direction do you recommend for someone that's, that's uh, trying to get back into the, the habit of reading? I, I quote, uh, I did an interview with uh, Dr. Marianne Wolf, who's really a leading researcher in uh, maintaining our, or looking at reading. She's a, a reading specialist. Mm-hmm. And she recommends reading 20 to 30 minutes a day from print to maintain that ability. Uh, maybe you start out with 10, 10 minutes or 15, but daily reading from print. And then we, in our group, mostly read novels. Uh, we'll do a play. Uh, the we, We've done some that aren't We've maybe done a, a few over the 10 years that are nonfiction, but mostly novels, okay. good literature. Mm-hmm. And I th- I'm pretty sure you, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it because I think it's an important one for today's age. The question I had written before we started this interview was paper or digital. Now, the digital aspect of it is kind of enticing because you can get the books are pretty cheap if you'd like to build a library. So obviously you're more paper than digital, but what about what's, what's wrong with digital? So, so to speak, I don't know how to, how to phrase that differently. What's the drawback to it. That's um, detrimental to a reading enriching reading habit. Well, for one thing, our comprehension is better when we read from print. So studies, Many studies show that we comprehend better when we, the physicality of a book, you know, Mm -hmm. seeing where the text is on a page, able to flip, you're just easier, it's easier to flip back. And I mark my books up. I, every book I pick up, I have to be careful because I'm, I've got pens and markers and I'm writing in the margins. And so (laughs) I've ruined some of my friend's books before. So I have to be careful. (laughs) But the, but the idea is when I'm marking it up, I'm making it my own. And I'm I'm working with that text, and it I know where I've written things. I, I I can refer back to it and think, oh, that's on the left page, about the first third in the top. That's I want to go back to that and find that quote. So the physicality of it matters. Um, also, when we read digitally, we're we're like I said, scanning and skimming. Mm-hmm. Also, when you if you come to a link online blue link you have to stop and decide do i click or not click and that all happens so fast but we don't realize that that could have a negative consequence but but i think it does because we we switch to a different part of our brain and so having those links in there keeps us from going getting into deep reading so it's uh, I know like with Kindle you, you you don't have those links so that's good mm-hmm. and sometimes I listen to a book on Audible because I'm driving or you know there's there's no 
wrong way to do it. But when I can, I, I like to read from print and mark my book up and because I think it's it's really great for great for our brains. Mm-hmm. So and I comprehend more and enjoy it more. Right. Yeah, for sure. I I have to agree with you. So where can people find your book, The Well-Read Mom, Read More, Read Well? You can get it at our website or Amazon or, yeah, we'd, we'd love to share it with you, help any way we can, help you start a group. Um, I think the book is is fun to read. I, whenever I pick it up, I end up sort of laughing because I <laughs> all these stories come back to me, but mm-hmm. it's uh, hopefully it'll help women. Mm-hmm. So, Marcy, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and spending it with us today. Any closing thoughts? Oh, well, thank you so much, Pete. It's, I'm, I appreciate that you care about this as well. And uh, thanks for the opportunity to share this. And happy Mother's Day, everybody, everyone, every woman out there. Thank you, Mom. All right. Until next time, God bless.